Hey, Airplane Geek listeners, you want to hear something scary? Of course, it's Halloween season. Why wouldn't you want to hear something scary? Well, the scary thing is that me, your main man, and former associate producer, Pasadena Brian, we're having a meetup. And we're going to meet at your pizza shop at 1200 8th Avenue in Largo, Florida, Sunday, November 12th at 4 p.m. And Largo is a suburb of Tampa. So if you're in the area, please drop by. We'd love to meet with you. Would be great to have a few slices of pizza, maybe a stromboli, but certainly a couple of beers. And they do have a good beer selection. We're really looking forward to seeing everyone at the meetup. So come on by. And I guarantee Brian's going to be behaving because his mom's going to be there too. This is the Airplane Geeks Podcast. We aim to educate and inform you, explore and expand your passion for aviation, and entertain you a little along the way. This is episode 770 of the show where we talk aviation. I'm Max Flight. Well, it's a bits and pieces episode this week, and we have three really good pre-recorded segments for you. First, Brian Coleman spoke with some notable attendees at the Cranky Dorkfest, held September 9th, 2023. As Brett Snyder describes it, quote, A bunch of us get together and watch airplanes at LAX and eat burgers. The beauty is in the simplicity of it all. Well, hundreds of people show up for this event, including quite a few people you wouldn't otherwise have access to. The Dorkfest usually teams up with NYC Aviation to line the Dorkfest up with the Spot LAX event. It's definitely one of the annual must-attend aviation events. Okay, this year, Brian spoke with Ben Granucci and Heather Abbott from NYC Aviation, Nick Benson from JetTip.net, the smart flight alert service for aviation enthusiasts, also Courtney Miller, the Airplane Geeks podcast co-founder, now with The Air Current, John Ostrauer, founder of The Air Current and also Yawman, Kevin from Airline Videos Live, Jason Rabinowitz, head of the airline tariff publishing company's Root Happy Rich Content Creation, and finally, Brett Snyder, cranky himself. After that, we have a replay of our main man Micah's piece way back in episode 403, titled Lighter Than Nomenclature. We thought it was appropriate, since we've been talking about airships and dirigibles and balloons in some recent episodes. Finally, we have another piece from Micah. Now, this is a new one, and it was kind of unexpected. Micah met a guy named Luke Forrester at a Costco. Okay, for those of you who don't know about Costco, it's a chain of large, big-box-type stores. They sell name-brand products at discount prices. So who would expect to have an interesting aviation conversation with a stranger at Costco? Well, I'll tell you, nobody. <laughs> but Micah did, and Micah being Micah, he doesn't leave home without his mic and recorder. All right, one final thing before we get started. Longtime listeners know that we use Roman numerals in our Bits and Pieces episode titles. However, this is Bits and Pieces number 30, which, if you know Roman numerals, is XXX. 
Well, since triple X has certain connotations and to avoid any unwanted attention, this time our title says number 30. Now, with the next Bits and Pieces episode in the future, it'll have XXXI in the title. Do they still teach Roman numerals in school? I don't know. Well, all that's not very important, but somehow I felt the need to explain it. All right. Anyway, let's get started with the good stuff. First up, Brian Coleman from this year's Cranky Dork Fest. And I'm here with Ben Granucci and Heather Abbott of NYC Aviation. Hi, Brian. Hello. Hi, Brian. As we have Odoaf flying overhead. Looks like a United CRJ, what, 700? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of these interviews are going to have some noise. That's why we're all here, so. Yep, exactly. So, Ben... Another show? Another year, our 10th year. Incredible. Uh, we started 2013, so here we are, 2023. Uh, we're so glad to be here again. So glad for the turnout we've had. We had our first ever ticketed party last night up on the rooftop of the H. About 175 people there. Really? Wow, that was incredible. It was blew us away. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. People had a great time. We've had nothing but good feedback. We're already looking forward to doing it again next year. So the event last night, was it really just plane spotting up on the roof deck, or did you have any other games prizes? We had a pretty big giveaway. All the money we took in that we didn't spend on renting the space and our other expenses we put into models, uh, and then we we partnered with Airline Videos uh, to create and promote the event and one of their one of their patrons stepped in and donated about 15 models 15 really nice quality models so we we had a really good giveaway up there do you know are they the gemini models they were they were all gemini except for we had 200th scale a jet blue and a Qantas 747 wow super cool and now tonight you're going to have a dinner we are yeah, so we're having our annual dinner tonight at the Proud Bird at 6.30 p.m. So if you're in the area, please join us. Uh, we'll have some more giveaways there, which I won't spoil what they are, but they're really great prizes. And uh, just come, grab some food of whatever you want. They have a lot of great options. And then join us. We'll have the whole patio reserved. So just come out and watch the planes fly overhead while we're all hanging out. Yeah, and I could actually give away one of the spoilers for the, yes. the event because I'm giving it away. So people could get a Lego mosaic of their art. So have some plane spotters photographing the plane, want to immortalize it in Lego art, we can do that. So that's a $400 value. It's not that's a bad one. deal. And not a bad deal at all. Uh, I was playing around a few weeks ago with the online, some of the, some of the photos I was putting in, I was like, wow, that looks great. I might have to get one of these for myself. <laughs> yep, and we're working on a discount code um, for you to. Oh, that would be well. that would so be great. That would be fantastic. Yeah, we'd be happy to do that. And now we have an ambulance driving by. Always fun. But I hear a plane. Oh. oh. KLM. So and then you're doing some other stuff this weekend. What's going on this weekend? Uh, then tomorrow morning we have we've been doing donuts on the deck for the last few years. This year we're moving over to Imperial Hill. Okay. Uh, 
9 a.m. 9 a.m. And uh, it's sponsored by our friends over at JetTip.net. Okay. So they, they sponsor the donuts and the coffee. Uh, so be sure to, if you join us, to thank them and visit their site. They've got it open all weekend for LAX. So if you're here, check out their site. Um, if you can find Nick, who is the owner of JetTip, he's walking around somewhere here in a plaid shirt. Uh, if you find him, he also has a card that you can take, a free card that lists every interesting airplane that's coming through here this weekend. Yeah, so you could sort of have your have your own game and play along. Exactly. Yes. It's it. He does these every year, and it takes him a lot of work, but it's so fun to go through and saw that, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. Yeah, it's almost like playing airplane bingo. Exactly. <laughs> it, yes, it is. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for, you for having spending us, a little bit of time. And yeah, yeah thank you uh, for having us. Lots of luck with the dinner tonight and plane spotting event tomorrow. So this is really a weekend-long activity. It is a weekend-long activity. We look forward to it every year. We'll start planning for next year in about two weeks. There you go. Great. Thank you, Brian. We will see you later. And as a side note, I was able to pull together a discount code. So you could go to brickmosaicdesigner.com, enter the code DORKFEST20, and you will receive a 20% discount on any order you place. Again, go to brickmosaicdesigner.com and enter DORKFEST20 for a 20% discount. Hey, and here we are with Nick from JetTip. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Another fantastic, cranky, dork fest, NYC, aviation, live, ATC, I don't Spot know. LAX, everything. It's awesome. It's the most wonderful day of the year. I'm so happy to be out here and seeing everyone, and it's uh, great. It's uh, it's the one day a year that I know that most of my friends from the Internet will all be in one place, and we get to see each other in real life. So it's super fun and cool, and I love everything about it. The weather's great, and... The people are awesome, and there's fun airplanes flying over. So. And they did, LAX didn't close the runway on They didn't us. close the runway. I don't know what the story is on that, but everyone was terrified, and now we have something big flying over, it looks like. Oh, look, Austrian 777. Yeah, someone said before that Brett was out there with a paint scraper, scraping the, the rubber off the... Runway, so I, so they they extended its uh, its closure. I don't know if he was out there stuffing money in pockets of officials <laughs> or what was going on, but obviously I don't actually think that he did that. But it was good. Whatever happened, it was awesome. We still have the airplanes flying right over us. Everyone's taking a break whenever something big flies over, so it's good. So life's yeah. good. And then this year you did something kind of novel with your. I'm referring to the plane spotting bingo card, but it's not a bingo card. It's really a checklist. Yeah, it's a check. It's a checklist, and I've actually I didn't realize I've been doing this for like I think since 2019 maybe. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's a half of it's a regular sheet of paper cut in half on printed on both sides, and it's a list of every every airline and every type of aircraft they fly. Uh, here at LAX, and it uh, it has a note for which ones are new this year, which ones were here last year but are gone this year, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a fun way to keep track of, you know, as I'm getting older now, I'm able to appreciate that things change as time progresses, which I see you laughing, obviously many of your listeners know that that's not news to anyone, but it's one of those things as you grow older, you realize, and so it's kind of fun to keep track of all of that too, so. Well, with me, it's, yeah, it's simply keeping track of what I saw throughout the day. Yeah, well, that's helpful, really cool. that's yeah. helpful too, it's a very good, uh, for whatever state your memory may or may not be in right now, it's helpful for remembering that too, so. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and I'm here uh, promoting JetTip, my app, and it 
it's a good way for people who would come to an event like this to keep track of when cool airplanes will be at their airport. So mm-hmm. the guy had to get my plug in there. So that's why no, that's no, what absolutely. I'm here doing. Too. Right. So, but it's not only this airport for this event. It's oh yeah. Any airport it's, in the U.S. Yeah, right? it's any airport. Yep. It monitors pretty much all of the big airports in the United States and Canada. And if there's a cool equipment swap or a diversion or a special livery coming to your airport, it'll send you a message about it so you can go out and see it for yourself. And that's, uh, it's good, cheap entertainment. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. So. And people can go to jettip.net. Yeah, jettip.net is the place to learn all that and more about uh, Jettip. And it's on uh, both the Google and Apple store, uh, app stores also. So there you have it. So cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Courtney, welcome to the show. This is our annual get-together, right? Our annual thing where you find me and you're like, hey, Courtney. I'm like, what? And you say, say something smart. And then I proceed not to. Yeah, time for an interview. Let's go. Time for another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking before about how we need to get Max out here, right? How has he not been here? Because this is the event to be at. This is the event to be at, almost. If, if Max were here, then that would be the event. Okay. Right? Turkish. It's a Turkish 787 or 8350. I couldn't tell. It's a 7879, I think. Okay. You're the better plane spotter than I am. See, plane, here's the trick to plane spotting. You look at the airplane, and then you look at the other person you're standing next to. If they don't know what it is, you can make up any number as long as it starts with a 7 and ends with a 7. Just say it with confidence, and people will believe you. Absolutely. You have started a podcast yourself. That's so you that's you, right. ab- you abandoned us at Airplane Geeks, but now you have your new podcast. Uh, I'm cheating on you, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, on on the uh, more on the industry side, uh, the Time on Wing podcast, and we interview people from the industry. So we spent an hour and a half with Darren Hulse from Boeing just talking about the podcast is called Time on Wing. So it's really called, all about our individual time on wing, as it, as it were. Um, more long form, just getting to know some of the people in the industry. Um, Spent some time with Mark Streeter and Jamie Baker. It was a lot of fun. Um, just, just some great, some great guys and whatever. Just to hit record, talk to people, record the chaos that ensues, the tomfoolery, as and, I like to say. And it's really content about the aviation finance leasing business, or just again everything with aviation. Yeah, so well, so we just finished recording with Mike Switek. Uh, he is the I don't know what he is now. Like he's he's the network planning guru that's been across the world, right? Latam, Avianca, most recently. He's now I think strategic advisor to uh, the Abra Group on the uh, on the um, uh, kind of the, the holding company side. But you know, he's he's a pure airline guy, and I think what we found was so interesting is to find people, Ron Anderson from FedEx. Uh, we spent an hour and a half with him just talking about just stories. The stories of when he was at FedEx buying 727s and getting rid of the, the Falcon 50s. And Mike Switek talking about, you know, his time in the industry working with Dave Siegel and 
um, you know, the, you know, united back in, you know, the, the 2000s. And, and I think we found that that's really just kind of interesting to focus on the people. Uh, just put a mic in front of somebody and just listen to their stories. They have better stories than we do. Yeah, so it's really story time with Courtney then. It's story time with Courtney and Garrick. Uh, Garrick uh, Deshavon co-hosts with me. He's an appraiser in the business. But, yeah, it's look, there are fascinating people all over this industry. Yep, absolutely. And they have some of the best stories. And it makes podcasting easy. You guys are doing hard stuff. You actually have to <laughs> ask interesting questions. All I do is be like, hey, say something cool. You know, like you did like you did to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, hey, what about? And then, <laughs> you're learning. You're learning. <laughs> Let you talk for the next five minutes, and it's good. So we're, I mean, it's... It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very different than than what uh, Max and I did, and ultimately with Dan, who Dan Webb's here, right? By yep. the way, and uh, and for the listeners, you said Dan's off the market now. Dan is off the market. Dan, not only is Dan off the market, Dan married up, and we verified this because we were skeptical. Uh, we wanted to know that she was a real person, a real human being, and she is. She's like a doctor of something yeah she's wow. a phd yeah and then there's dan <laughs> so so did you get an invite to the wedding i did i was at the wedding in fact it, several of us were at the wedding and it was a, it was a lot of fun it absolutely was a lot of fun but yeah so dan uh, dan was married uh in may of this year so he's officially yeah. officially off the he's market off the market wow <laughs> so he he is now officially grounded he his wings have been clipped for sure <laughs> that's funny yeah uh, I forgot to ask before. If people want to listen to your podcast, where do they go? I should probably know that. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's, helpful it's to everywhere. increase your listenership. Yeah, yeah, right. You really need to know the website. Yeah, uh, timeonwingpodcast.com. Uh, you know what I'm doing, too, is I'm putting them on YouTube. Okay. Which has been fun. Just it, It's just like watching a Zoom call, right? But it's, it's fascinating to just kind of watch the facial expressions and you just, yeah, it's just more, more immersive. So you'll, you'll find us on, uh, on YouTube as well, but timeofwingpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple, all the, all the usual suspects. Um, yeah. And throw it in, get ready for some, some long stories of legends in the, in the, uh, aviation business. That's for sure. Yeah. They're definitely the best ones though. So what else could you ask for? Yeah, you just uh, look with my my big thing lately. You know, I spend a lot of time in data analytics, in artificial intelligence. We've been building machine learning models for forever, but since since Chat GPT kind of hit the scene this winter, and everybody's it, it's taken the world by storm, and everybody's so focused on automation and AI, uh, the real kind of value and authenticity is kind of taking a step back and just talking to the people. Mm -hmm. And people are, it seems since then, just more willing to share. And especially when you when you start talking about legacies. Well, I, I was just going to say, it's all, to me, it's always been about the story. It's all about the stories that people can tell. Absolutely. And it, it feels like every podcast, I always ask, it's never planned, but I always ask the question, okay, when's your book coming out? <laughs> right? Because they're amazing. They're just these amazing stories. Ron Anderson comes to mind just... You know, talking about flying down to Santiago, Chile to put a bid in on some 727-100s that FedEx was flying, you know, back in the day or, um, 
you know, we, uh, who do we, we talk to um, uh, from, uh, well, Ryan McKenna, who started, um, oh, no, I'm blanking now. Um, oh, this is terrible. He started a leasing company. Um, they're working with uh, the, the new Dominican carrier, just hearing those stories. Uh, there's just a lot of really interesting stories out there. And what's so fascinating for me is nobody's really thought often to ask their story. Like, hey, right. so what'd you do? Like, what do you mean what I do? What do you want me to say? Just tell me your story, man. No, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. I was friends, had the privilege of working with a former uh, Flying Tiger 747 captain. Oh, nice. So freight from way back when. Um, I worked with another guy who was a sales rep for Lockheed for the L-1011. And just getting them on a podcast, having yeah. a recorder. I missed out on so many stories with these great individuals. Well, now we have this technology, right? Which you can't call it new media. I mean, Max and I started Airplane Geeks, I think it was 07, 08 maybe? Yeah, I, One of those two years, right? Yeah, I think so we've been was, saying 15 years Yeah, now, it's been so. 15 years, yeah. right? And we've been calling it new media that whole time, right? Right. Um, I mean, I think the iPhone had just come out. <laughs> to give you an idea, right? God, it feels so old saying that. Um, and now I'm recording this on an iPhone. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's not the original. That's that's a new one, one yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Oh, well, this is all Max's fault. I blame him. Yeah, so I think what we need to do before we get Max out here for next year's Cranky Dork Fest, we need to get you on the show. Oh, well, oh, anytime, for sure. That's been a standing... Uh, offer anytime you anytime you need me to say stupid things, I'm here for you. Oh, so you're saying we're dropping the ball by not inviting you? Uh, I'm saying I'm a lazy old <laughs> man. That yeah, there's a whole list of things I should be doing. This is on them. This is on that list for sure. This is one of them. Hi, right, well, Courtney. Thank you so much for spending some time. And for those that don't know, yeah, Courtney and Max 15 years ago started Airplane Geeks podcast, and you were on episodes one through 50, like 75. 52, uh, 52 seems like that. yeah, seems like a number that that made sense. And now it's on what, like three thousand seven hundred and almost eight hundred. That's insane. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, especially when I remember one of the original ones where you were talking about. Oh, if this makes it to episode 30, I'll be amazed. <laughs> yeah, and I was amazed, by the way. But I, I still tell the story. Uh, my favorite podcast of all time, and I don't know how Max pulled this off, but Alfred Kahn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's since passed away, but I think he was, he was in his 90s at the time. It was one of the early podcasts. It was so good. Just to hear him talk about, of course, he... He was the architect of deregulation, right? He right, was, yep. and just to hear him tell those stories again, it's all about those stories. And I wish, you know, I wish we would have gotten a book or, or something from that. But that, that probably planted the seed, you know, just to listen to what people had to say and just absorb weird aviation stories. We're in podcasting, they get it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, cheers. Uh, so, uh, good. So we're on for same time next year, right? Yeah, same time next year. Awesome, perfect. If, there. if not sooner, unless if we forget. <laughs> and here with John Essauer. John, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's so good to be back, as always. 
Yeah, and you are not only writing for Air Current, but you seem to be a little bit further along in your Yaman project. Yeah, we are extremely far along in Yaman. We are in the final stages. We are we are entering. So we're so right now we're in pre full production manufacturing. Right. Um, our supply chain is ready. Our chips are ready. Our our wait. Pause for aviation. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for so it. The Southwest seven, course is seven thirty seven. There you go. Those are two CFM567B engines coming by us. John, clearly you know too much about this subject. You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So, actually, let's back up a little bit and tell people what Yaman actually oh, is. Oh, yeah. So, so Yaman is is a the fusion of effectively a... Think about flight simulator. You think about uh, a yoke that attaches to your desk. You think about throttle quad. You think about rudder pedals. We took all of those and we consolidated and combined them down into a handheld, effectively like the size of an Xbox controller to fly. To Xbox, a, Nintendo. Uh, so, uh, so, 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 coming out of the gate, we're we're compatible with Android tablets and and phones, uh, Mac OS. Uh, so uh, for so for for laptops and Windows for um, for particularly Microsoft Flight Simulator. Right. So it, pretty much you have control of every part of the aircraft, including autopilot, engine controls. Uh, you know you have your uh, trim wheel. You have mechanically linked rudders, so you can do a proper crosswind landing and proper taxiing around an airport. Uh, it, and it's it is tremendously tremendously functional and just it takes again an airplane and puts it in a handheld, so you can. Fly where you want. If you have your laptop with you, I mean, I was I was on a train from uh, where was it? Going? I was going from uh, Frankfurt to Paris right. over the summer on the way to the Paris Air Show, and I was flying circuits around uh, around Renton in a Cessna 172 with my laptop sitting there in, on, a, on a high speed French train. Okay, fine, let's do it. This is awesome. So I we we feel like we really unlocked the ability to to be a simmer. Anywhere you want, right. and that's pretty exciting. <laughs> and not only will you do something like a Cessna, but you could do jets as oh well. Oh my god! Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the quantity of aircraft is pretty oh, impressive. It's unlimited. It is. I, we we have yet to find one that do, it doesn't work for, right? And and so based on the profiles which we're which we're building right now. Wait, hold for airplanes. And it's another Southwest. Another Southwest seven thirty seven eight hundred. Okay, so. Um, so yeah, so what we're doing, one of the really important things we're doing is no one's ever done anything like this before for Flight Simulator. So what that really requires is us to think about making sure that people don't have to imagine how to use it. So we, I've spent the last 18 months uh, with uh, my partners coming up with profiles that fit the aircraft. And, you know, whether it's what's a, uh, you know, an auto trim Airbus uh, or a thumb switch trim controlled uh, Boeing, you know, 737 or, you know, or a Cessna 172 and just a trim wheel, right? right? Or or any airplane with just a a thumb trim switch. We have, we've really been able to work within the, within the flexibility of the controller to create a blank sheet of paper for us to make sure we have a, a controller and a product that really delivers just a great experience across all different types of aircraft. And it's like, it just works. And no no extra software, by the way. Right. Yeah. So just connect it with Plug Microsoft Flight Sim Plug or FlightX or... Yep, yep, X-Plane. Um, yep, yep, Sorry. yep. And so uh, X-Plane, Infinite Flight on Android. Um, we, we've, got, we've got capability built in, built in there. We've been working with them. They've been a wonderful partner. Um, we're working with Microsoft right now on finalizing the release profile. So effectively, effectively when this you know lands on your doorstep, you 
will be able to plug it in and go. There will be no no additional programming, no additional software to download, no calibration. It'll be ready to rock. So, so yeah. what what month are you planning on shipping? What month am I planning on shipping? Um, I am planning on shipping in a month um, that has the letter R in it. it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So not not soon enough. No. To- no. Well. Okay. Not not soon enough to give you a date. Um, but I, I, I will say I, um, we are aiming for far sooner than, than later. Okay. Yeah. And people could go find out about it at yawman.com. Yawmanflight.com. Y-A-W-M-A-N-F-L-I-G-H-T.com. Do the one, one more time a little bit slower. Yeah, sure. Y-A-W-M-A-N-F-L-I-G-H-T.com or at Sporty's Pilot Shop. They're, okay, they're, gonna, they're carrying it as well for us. Um, they haven't gone on, on pre-sale yet, but if, if we do a pre-sale, it will be an extremely quick pre-sale because um, we don't want people to keep people waiting any longer because we're really excited about this. But our, our I can say explicitly our goal is uh, very much inside of, uh, inside of 2023 and very, very soon. I'm sorry. Ooh, that looks almost like a PSA a, colors. Yeah, theme. that's a cool one. That's a, <laughs> actually, I flew that one uh, down to Portland in June. So that's the uh, yeah. So that's the uh, Horizon Air, um, the new E one seventy five Legacy colors yeah. with, with the, with the uh, orange meatball. That was a it's very good, cool, it's a good looking airplane. Yeah. And then as far as air current goes, yeah. what uh, what's most recent fun story you oh, could man. talk about? You know, so um, I actually b- bounced out to L A a few weeks ago to visit Jet Zero. I spent the day with them. They're actually about a half an hour from here. Um, they're down in Long Beach. And they are working on a blended wing body right? Uh, airliner. And it was just before they, the Air Force announced they were going to give about a quarter billion dollars to the company to help with the development of a demonstrator. By the way, when you say demonstrator, people think kind of like 25 feet, pretty small. No, no, this is, a, this is like a piloted, full-scale, full-scale size of a, like a 767-330 demonstrator blended wing body. It's going to be wow. an amazing thing to see. And so it was really amazing to spend the day with them and hear what they have for, for, for trying to break into this market. Because as you well know, trying to become a new aircraft entrant is really next to impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, just ask Bombardier and Mitsubishi and how, 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 how that how that goes. And so, or boom, or, or, you know, look, boom has a long road ahead of them and no, no yep. doubt. And so as you look at that, you, you, you look at the, what they're doing on product and sort of how to think about strategy and sort of understand all the forces at play. It's going to be, I think, um, probably the next four to five years in, in commercial aerospace are going to be maybe the most interesting since the 50s. I think that really has that potential. Wow. Yeah. That's a statement. It is. It is. But I really, I, I really believe it. You know, you've got Boeing doing the, the transonic truss brace wing uh, designed with NASA, which is like a, like a, like a if you took a, think of like a Cessna 172 and how its wings are braced. They're doing that, but with a jetliner with ultra slim mm-hmm. wings, and so you're gonna have. Uh, okay, hold for airplanes. And a Delta. Yep, Delta. Del- yep, yep. Delta uh, 800. Uh, so you've got. You've got uh, these two sort of competing visions for what the future shape of aviation is going to be. And it's not traditional tube and wing for either of them, which is very exciting. And I think that, you know, who wins that debate and who has the capability, the strategy, the funds, the the, the insight, the capital, all the the partnerships, the the stakeholders to do it is going to be genuinely the most interesting five years we've seen in, in commercial aviation since 1952. 
No, and you're going to be covering it all, so people can plan. follow along with at AirCurrent. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. theaircurrent.com. T H E A I R C U R R E N T dot com. John, as always, you have a bunch of really cool stuff going on. Looking forward to interviewing once again. Yep, you bet, Brian. Thanks a million. Thanks. And I'm here with Kevin of Airline Videos Live. Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. What a great day here at Cranky Dork Fest 2023. Yeah, and you actually set up broadcasting live here at the event. Yes, we've been here, what, this is our third year here at the event, and the first year was kind of like we were off to the side. We didn't want to be in everyone's faces, and then last year we did this big, you know, we had a tent, and we, you know, had a four-camera shoot, and and uh, now we're back, another four-camera shoot here today, and, and uh, what was great about today is we had the Lufthansa 747. That's the 800. So it's 747-8. 747-8, Intercontinental. Of course, you know, everyone just... I think now that the Queen has landed, everyone's going to be now <laughs> scooting on out of here. But, yeah, I mean, we what a great day of broadcasting. We were able to actually uh, broadcast the the drawing live here today, which is okay. kind of fun. Of course, everyone wa- watching all around the world is kind of like, I wish I was there. On? I wish I could, you know, be part of the raffle. But... Um, yeah, it's it's great to be able to broadcast, you know, this experience out to the world. Because I think a lot of people, uh, still, one of the bit most asked questions is, what is Cranky Dork Fest and what exactly do you do? Right? Right. Yep. So, you know, we had Brett Schneider on, on the show today to kind of explain that basically what you're seeing is really what it's all about. Just coming out here, watching the planes, talking to your friends, mingling, a little prize drawing, and then you just kind of... And make your way. Don't forget in and out burger. In and getting some yes, burgers and as been, well. And I was looking at the uh, the line for the in and out burger. I told everyone if you're not in there by noon, the line's going to be out the door. And of course, the line was out the door. So if you're smart, you get here, you get your food, and then you come over here and eat it, and then you know participate in in the uh, the fun here. The cranky yep. dirt fest. Now, but speaking of things that last a long time. Your shows are generally a few hours in length. You recorded a few hours this time, but I've heard that you actually did a 24-hour event. Yes. Yes, we do. It's now an annual thing in June of every year. We just did, that was our second year doing 24 hours. Um, And you know what? It's The amazing thing is, it's almost one of the most asked questions since we've done the show in June is when is the next 24 hours? And then every time I'm up there, even last night, you know, people think that we're, you know, the Nighthawk comes out, which is our nighttime camera. People think this is going to be another 24 hours, right? And I'm thinking, not in your life. No way. I mean, that <laughs> really, it, it takes a lot out of you to do that 24 hours. And I'm up for 24 hours plus because I'm up early, getting the equipment ready, putting it all together, and then you got to tear it down after the 24 20- so you're looking at almost over 30 hours of continuous, like, working. Working. So yeah. it takes a toll on you. Now, explain to the listeners, for those that might not know, what is Airline Videos Live? Well, originally Airline Videos was just 4K video. You know, I was working in TV news for the longest time, and I needed a creative, creative outlet, which was to come out here, my love of aviation. So I would come out here and do some 4K videos, and then a year went by, and there was some new software that came out. And with my, my TV news background, I was like, oh, I looked at this software. I was like, oh, I, so wait, you're telling me I can kind of create a, a TV show live 
you know, with graphics and animation and stuff like that. I said, oh, that's interesting. It takes it to the next level. So I actually came out here over two years ago, right to where we're standing right now, outside the In-N-Out Burger, and started doing the live broadcast. And I got to tell you, that is not what I wanted the, the way the channel to work out. <laughs> I, my intention was not to do the live stream thing. Right. But people started tuning in. People started supporting the channel. And I was like, well, I guess this is what people want. So that what was the direction do. we took. And here we are over two years later, you know, and people are watching it all around the world, getting a lot of press coverage this year. CBS News came out, you know, did a, a, a story about this. So, you know, I think for the longest time, people in the general public that aren't into aviation or airplanes probably don't understand what plane spotting is. And I think this show has brought that to the mainstream you know, eyeballs out there, people right. that really had no idea this existed. And maybe they, you know, stayed around and, and find an interest in it. So now what's one of the most fun airports outside of LAX that you've broadcast the show from? No doubt Alaska, Anchorage, Anchorage. Uh, you know, so all the cargo just, aircraft? All the cargo. Yeah, it's just amazing. You know, we saw... DC-3 and a DC-6. That DC-3 was 79 years of age. Wow. 79! Still going strong up there. I mean, you're just going to... You're not going to see that anywhere else up there in Anchorage. Plus all the Queen action, the 747 action. Um, and, you're, you know, you're pretty close to all the action as well up there. You just got to watch out for the moose and the bears because <laughs> they're off in the corner watching you and you got to watch for them. So um, we saw a few moose... Right. You know, along driving back to the hotel a few days, but nothing, you know, nothing bothered, bothered us. But I, I got to say, Anchorage was probably the top place we've been to this summer. That's the place by, to be. Huh? By far, yes. And you know what? I think the audience liked it, too, because everyone always talks about that. You know, we the last place we were at was Chicago. Not really too many people are remembering Chicago. We were in, uh, I was in Dulles uh, uh, National out there in D.C. I was in Boston. Um, we've got it, the Dallas, Phoenix, you know, we've gone everywhere, but everyone's always talking about Anchorage. Anchorage, Anchorage. Have you done any international shoots Not yet? yet. I was waiting for my passport to get renewed, and it finally came within four weeks. So I've got the passport already. Um, you know, another aspect to the channel that we launched this year are our behind-the-scenes tours. Uh, we did a behind-the-scenes with United here at LAX, you know, showing all their operations behind-the-scenes. Right. Yep. We just did another uh, behind-the-scenes tour with Qantas and their LAX operations with their freight and their the A380 hangar and whatnot. Uh, we just did another behind-the-scenes tour of the new Westgates here at LAX, uh, touring the uh, city tower, which is on top of the new terminal. So, we're, you know, the live streams are always looking at the airport from the outside in, and we like to be able to to show you what goes on in the inside because we all know an airport is like a city within a city. Yep, absolutely. Um, so that's just another aspect the channel is going. So we've got a lot of those. Uh, you know, we've got a video launching uh, on Wednesday which we shot right before we went to Chicago. The inaugural flight with Northern Pacific Airways on their 757 from Ontario to um, Las Vegas. Uh, we get to take, you know, our, our audience on, on you know, exciting adventures like that so right, you know super cool. I always say the world is our oyster at this point you know aviation is everywhere and then there are multiple spots here at LAX to go plane spotting where do you prefer what's your most favorite spot 
my favorite spot is by far where we do our big Sunday show, which is the Imperial Hill. Um, Clutters Park over there on the south side. You know, it's just... That obviously is the best place to capture departure shots, video and photos, you know, there at the park. But the great thing about that location is that it's a well-known park, known all around the world, and and plane spotters from all over come there with families and whatnot. And it's just this good sense of community, kind of like what we see here at Cranky Dork Fest. A lot of people coming together. That's the kind of vibe that you get at Imperial Hill on any given day that you're out there. I mean, obviously, the weekends are busier than during the week. But um, Imperial Hill, by far, just because of the community that comes together out there. Um, And, of course, you can get some great shots. I mean, there's, there's great places, you know, all around LAX. I mean, we're up at the H Hotel, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty exclusive spot for us. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to find that in any other live stream. It's a great spot up there. But I'll be honest with you, especially we have two locations at the H, one on the 13th floor and one on the 12th floor. 12th floor is where, you know, it's an open patio. 13th floor, great spot. But it's me and, the, and me and the world up there. I mean, basically, it's me. So it gets a little lonely up there. Right. And that's the one thing I like about Imperial Hill is, like, I could be out there. Even if I'm by myself that day, I've still got all the other plane spotters you can talk to and, you know, interact with. Um, so, yeah, so it yeah. adds a little more personality to the yeah, show. I think so. It's kind of like Cranky Dork Fest every day you're out there on the south side. So Super cool. So where can people go to... Check out the videos that you're shooting. Our main channel is on YouTube at Airline Videos. It's just Airline Videos on YouTube. That's the major- that's where you're going to find the live streams. Um, we're on all kinds of other social media, but if, if you want to tune into the live streams, it's only on YouTube. And of course, if you follow us on Twitter, the new X, or Facebook, or Instagram, uh, any of those, we're always going to have the links directing you toward YouTube. And we post, you know, some other 4K videos and whatnot. But if you want to check out the live streams, YouTube is is the place to be. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I have come across Jason Rubinowitz. Those people familiar with Airplane Geeks podcast have certainly heard his name on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's been a while, but happy to be back with you. Yeah, I guess we need to get you on as a full-time guest again and not one of these little crazy interviews. Yeah, you know where to find me, but this is uh, what could be better. I'm not sitting behind my microphone at a desk. I'm at LAX here with you right now, and there's actual airplanes here. (laughs) So this is much preferred to my desk. Yeah, we're going to hear one in uh, about a minute. Yeah, this interview took a little longer to set up than usual because airplanes keep flying overhead and, you know, it's an Air France A350. Like, we have to stop what we're doing and look at it. We can't can't just continue with our day until we look at that. Since you've been on the Airplane Geeks last, what fun articles have you written? I primarily these days really just write up flight reviews of my flights, and I've been very fortunate recently to fly some very nice aircraft, like Air France's new uh, business class on their 777, their A220, um, and then some less fortunate flying, like United CRJs and things like that. Oh, and yeah. that, that's, uh, that's primarily what I write up these days, is just flight reviews on my business travel. That's not dead air. That's when we're looking at the airplane. That was a uh, probably a Delta Compass E-175, I think. Yep. That's what I, we're here for. Yep, exactly. It's time to spot them all. That's right. So what's been the most unique aircraft that you've flown recently? Flown recently. It's not 
I haven't yet flown it. This is coming up next week, but I'm flying on Tailwind's Air, uh, Tailwind Air's Cessna seaplane. That I think it's a 208 seaplane that goes from the East River of Manhattan on, uh, I think the, I had a code, it's NYS up to the Boston Harbor right outside the airport. And I um, haven't done it yet, but I'm really excited about it and keeping my fingers crossed for good weather on that one because I really don't want to take Amtrak. And in October, I'm actually going to be in New York and trying to do the same thing. Do it. So. I, I highly recommend it. I'm really trying to get their flight down to Dulles, too, because what could be... I go down to Dulles a lot for work, and I usually take, like, a... Maybe if I'm lucky, I get an E-175. And if I can show up to work on a, a seat, an aircraft that took off from the East River and landed at Dulles at my destination, that would be a real coup for me. Oh, so they're not landing on the Potomac? Unfortunately not. We thought they would uh, when they first announced the service, but it turns out landing on the Potomac would be quite a challenging security feat for them to pull off. Right, exactly, but, exactly, but still a lot of fun, though. I would be the first passenger <laughs> to sign up for that flight if they pull it off. So as far as interiors go, or IFE, anything neat, new, exciting, something that you're looking forward to there? Um, so I flew United out here on Economy on a 757, and I was really impressed by it, the, the amount of content they had. Sorry, it's another airplane. We, we got to look. A319, A320. It's hard to tell from this angle when they're right overhead. the windows. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed like Flight Ununited. It's weird to say that. But uh, the content was really good. They had a ton of movies. They had this awesome relax mode where you just push a button and it plays like soothing music and videos. And it really helps during a four-hour ground delay at Newark. <laughs> really helped me find my zen in a really bad travel day. But that was fun. Right. I actually got to fly on uh, Northern Pacific and I guess now oh. rebranded New Pacific. New Pacific Airways or Airlines, I think. They, they changed everything. Uh, Looking forward to their new, new livery, I guess. Are they actually going to... I guess they're, they're yeah, going they to have, gonna to, have to repaint yeah. the plane. Yeah, they can keep the Pacific part and just do the end, but then the spacing will be off. Yeah. But I was actually surprised with the seats on that aircraft, how comfortable they were. Well, you can thank U.S. Airways for that. Uh, those aircraft come by way of American Airlines, formerly U.S. Airways. So, uh, thanks, Cactus. Yeah, but it was a brand new interior, though. Or I at least new covers on New them. covers on the but seats, the, but the but base the cushions, seats. But the cushions were... Yeah, they, they, were may, well. they may have plumped them up, made them, nice, yeah. uh, made them nice and comfortable. But yeah, looking forward to flying Northern Pacific, but to Asia, not to Las Vegas yes, and Ontario. <laughs> so really keeping my fingers crossed that they, they are the new Iceland air of the Pacific. Yep, absolutely. So anything else going on that the listeners should know about uh no i'm just happy to be here cranky dork fest i missed out last year unfortunately so i I haven't seen a lot of the people here in a couple years and uh if you're on the fence about coming to this event get off the fence and come out next year and meet us all down here in person yeah trying to get max and micah and the rest of the crew to come down here yeah we need need to host an actual podcast out here not just a remote dispatch we need the whole gang come on out exactly i'll see what i could do Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Brett, everything cranky. Yeah. Another successful dork fest. Well I'd done. say so. Thank you. Yeah, we had, I don't know what we had. We had a lot of people. That's all I know. <laughs> well, through the tickets, through the giveaway, it looked yeah. like there was about 400 tickets. Yeah, so. probably about that. Probably about that. We got to look. We we'll, we can see, like, what the last number we gave out was, and I keep what the first one was, and I'll look at it. But, right. Um, but I don't actually know offhand, so 
But yeah, ton of people, ton of good prizes from some Marylands and stuff that were really neat. Yeah, and, some round uh, trip tickets. I was upset I didn't win any of them. But, yeah, you know, some really good models. That that uh, the Alaska Katkwani one, the salmon people. And, um, and speaking of Alaska, speaking of Alaska, Alaska, well, it was Sky West, but I'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> Alaska livery. Fair enough. Uh, and then the Southwest Imua one was oh, that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, some really good ones. Yeah, and a couple airlines came through with some round trip tickets as well, so that was really nice. Yeah, we had let's see, uh, JetBlue, Spirit, and Alaska had uh, round trip tickets to give away, which was. People always like that too. Although I think in a place like this, I think the bigger oohs are on the models. And I was surprised at that as well. Or uh, United doing the behind-the-scenes hub tour—that was cool. I was I was hoping that you were going to do that. And on my number, the last two numbers were transposed. Oh. So I think it was sixty-eight. And mine was eighty-six. Was 86. Oh, yeah. so close yet so far. <laughs> I know. You yeah. can't rig it. I did have one little kid come up to me at the end, like, "Why did you pick my number?" like i'm sorry man <laughs> yeah it just happens that way but speaking of getting picked for some special things i was actually selected for the uh pre-dork fest event over at the flight path museum yeah that was really uh well done so i talked to lawa to lax about it because they had done uh in 2019 we did that where it was a little visit there and then the airfield tour and they said the airfield tour is complicated but frankly and the airfield tour is not nearly as good anyway as just standing out there uh, on the ramp. And they set it up with tents and chairs and tables, and they had donuts and water. And, and a DJ. And a DJ. They, I, you know, they really went all out. I thought that was awesome uh, that they put that together, and it was a great way to spend the morning uh, doing that on the other side of the runways before coming over here. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was an awful lot of fun being over there. So I know you didn't show any favoritism, but I was super happy I won that. There was a, it was a random number drawing. Just put it in the spreadsheet and did the random number. And unfortunately, we had to limit it to 100 this year, which um, originally it was going to be 50, but they were able to get it to 100. And now after they saw how this went, I feel like assuming we do it in future years, they'll be able to open it up even more. So, yeah, nice. Um, so that's good. So hopefully more people get to do that. This is sort of like a day of reunion here, right? Some people yeah. that you don't see for a year, and they all show up. It really is, and it's not just for me, right? I mean, you see a ton of people that just are used to seeing people here once a year, um, and it's a great setting, and as usual, the weather is great. I mean, it's a little warmer than normal, but there's a great breeze and plenty of shade, and it's just a nice day to hang out, talk to people you haven't seen in a while, and, and catch up. And then when you combine it with uh, the Spot LAX stuff that the N NYC Aviation guys are doing. I mean, you have a whole weekend that you can spend seeing people that you don't get to see too often, and it's really just a lot of fun to be able to do that once a year. Right, and the guys also broadcasting live? Yeah, the airline videos guys. Um, I think the first time they did that was maybe three years ago. Um, I mean, they've obviously exploded in popularity. People love watching LAX, or if they take it on the road, but um, they do a great job on YouTube for Airline Videos Live. And, uh, you know, they had said, hey, is it cool if we set up? I said, of course. And, you know, them having a speaker there made it easier for the raffle as well to be able yeah, to announce that. your voice a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, I've been yelled at in past years, so it was nice to have the speaker. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're they a great addition to this. And 
I think, you know, really glad to have them as part of the L.A. Av geek scene. So anything else cranky Yeah, I had a Cranky Network Weekly, uh, you know, is, is kind of where we've been focusing. We got the Cranky Network Awards coming up uh, February 22nd in Oakland. That's right. We do that February 22nd in Oakland. So that's for the network planning teams. And um, yeah, it's great. Good deal. Well, Brett, thank you so much for putting on the event and look forward to seeing you next year. Yeah, thanks for coming again and we'll do it again next year. Frankly, I've gone too many years without ever attending a Dorkfest. I've missed the opportunity to meet people I know but have never met in person. I have to fix that. All right, now it's the lighter-than-nomenclature piece with Micah. It's a regular breakfast thing. We try to do it at least monthly, my radio refugee friend and I. We've both been involved with radio for all our lives. We enjoy each other's company and talk about many different things. It's like being co-hosts of our own radio show. The conversation can go on forever, and often does. There have been times when breakfast changed to lunch, and we had no idea. We were just talking. I'm sure you've had those kinds of conversations over a meal, over beers or drinks, sometimes just over coffee. You know how comfortable it can get with the right people or persons. It's like family, or even closer. What do you talk about? Could be anything. For us, it might be sports. I've never really been a big sports fan. I mean, I enjoy some American football, but then my friend tutored me in baseball, which I've come to appreciate. Most times we talk about the silliness of life, like why I have to pay a separate fee for a cable box, something you can't watch cable TV without, can't buy anywhere else, yet the cable company charges you a separate fee for it. How can they do that? Where do they get their nerve? Charging me for something I can't not have, something that I have to have if I buy their service. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean... No, see how the conversation goes sometimes? I couldn't even help myself there. Better not get me started. I can go on for hours, and my radio refugee friend is the same way. So, often, we do. As old radio guys, we're also both news junkies. We talk about day-to-day news, politics, the nuttiness of the presidential race in the USA, how, you know, well, I better stop there again before I get going on another rant. But my friend knows I'm an airplane geek, And sometimes he'll bring up a news story about aviation. Unfortunately, he's not an airplane geek at all. And the conversation often goes something like this. When he says, Did you hear about the Army blimp that got away in Maryland? No, I say. There was no Army blimp that got away. Yeah, I read in the news. It flew for miles. Took out a bunch of power lines. Oh, you mean the aerostat? Aerostat? Well, a balloon is an aerostat. Any balloon really is an aerostat. Anything that flies, it's lighter than the air. But, but the word aerostat is most commonly used for a balloon with an aerodynamic shape, sort of like a barrage balloon, like you picture in your mind tethered over London when you think of the Battle of Britain. Yeah, so a blimp. No, not powered, no pilot, no gondola, no engine, no controls other than the tether, so not a blimp. Oh, you mean an airship. Well, kind of. An airship is usually a dirigible, like the Navy's USS Akron or USS Macon. Both were destroyed by storms in the early 1930s. Oh, yeah, the Navy had Zeppelins back then. No, no, they didn't have Zeppelins. Well, well, sort of. After World War I, Goodyear purchased about two-thirds of the Zeppelin company, and it was that part of Goodyear, the Goodyear Zeppelin Corporation, that built the Akron and the Macon. But Zeppelin is a trademark word, like, like Jell-O or Kleenex. A Zeppelin is a dirigible made by the Zeppelin Company. 
then Hindenburg was a Zeppelin, and of course the Graf Zeppelin was a Zeppelin. You see, the difference between a blimp and a dirigible is that a dirigible is rigid and filled with gas bags to make it float. If you let the gas out of a dirigible, it still maintains its shape. Blimps, on the other hand, keep their shape through pressure and only when filled with gas. Helium these days. Oh, so the Hindenburg was a big blimp. No, no, the Hindenburg was an airship, a dirigible, made by Zeppelin. At one time, the Navy flew blimps, originally for offshore submarine patrol. And Goodyear flew blimps commercially, but not so much anymore. There are quite a few others that fly blimps, too. MetLife, DirecTV. What do you mean, not so much anymore? I hear Goodyear just got a new blimp. No, in fact, they got a Zeppelin. All the time on TV, they say Goodyear blimp. Yeah, yeah, they were right, but not anymore. Goodyear just got a new dirigible, an airship. It's made by Zeppelin, so it's a Zeppelin. And it's a dirigible, not a blimp. Okay, let's try again. So Goodyear got a Zeppeli? Well, someone at Goodyear may have gotten a Zeppeli. Frankly, I wouldn't mind having one now. A Zeppeli is a big fried Italian donut, like a beignet or a fritter. Do you want some more coffee? And so it goes. For the Airplane Geeks in Portland, this is your main man, Micah. Thanks, Micah. Now we finish up with some stranger at Costco. Okay, so everybody knows that I'm your main man, Micah. And I've lived in Maine for close to 30 years. And Maine is great. I love it. It's, it's vacation land. It's a place to live. It's a wonderful place. We got everything you could want, except for one thing. We've never had a Costco. Sure, I've been a member of the other warehouse clubs, but we don't have Costco, which is a club I've been a member of years before. But when I moved to Maine, I had to cancel my membership. I've been disappointed that Costco has never been to Maine. But finally, Finally, after 30 years in Maine, a Costco is coming to Scarborough, just around the corner from me. And I have been thrilled. I've been talking about it since I heard about it over a year ago. So finally, they're going to be opening in November of this year. And I see they've opened up an office and I go in to sign up. So I just signed up for Costco. In fact, I'm in the office right now, having just signed up for Costco. But I'm signing up with a guy. His name is Luke Forrester. And he says, so what do you do? I said, well, I podcast a lot. Well, what do you podcast about? Well, I podcast about aviation. What does Luke say? Aviation? I was just at the Uverhazi Center. I'm taking the aviation trip to London. So I said, well, I always keep a microphone in my car. And so, Luke Forrester, welcome to the Airplane Geeks podcast. Hi, Micah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Did you ever expect that you were going to be interviewed for a podcast while you're here signing people up for Costco? No, I certainly did not. But I got to say, we always prepared. We're so excited to be bringing a location to the Scarborough area. It is the first one in Maine. In fact, it's one of the first in New England in a long time, anything north of Boston. Uh, so we're really excited. It'll be opening November 17th for people who are interested in getting a membership. Uh, definitely swing by. The grand opening is going to be very busy, uh, but we'd love to sign anybody up any early. We actually have a satellite location uh, open near the Walmart and Lowe's uh, in the Scarborough Square. Well, that's all great for people that live in Maine, but you know, I'm one of the few listeners here in Maine. Our listenership is international around the world. Well, pretty much, at least for the airplane geeks, we have at least one listener in about every country and Antarctica. So it's, it's pretty amazing. But let's, for, very quickly, for the journey is a reward. Costco is a great place to buy travel. Can you just tell us a little bit about Costco travel? And then I want to talk to you about your love of aviation. Yeah, absolutely. So Costco travel is one of the best benefits of having a Costco membership. It's actually a way to book travel and especially travel packages uh, for a variety of different things. Costco travel does cruises. They do package flight and hotel deals. 
and they work with brands that you're probably already familiar with. In fact, you can book through Costco and use rental car companies and flights and hotel companies that you're probably already familiar with and oftentimes get a lot of savings through packages that our travel agents have pre-negotiated with these companies. So definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out, without a doubt. But let's talk a little bit about you. You're from the Charlottesville, Virginia area. That's the Costco you work at. And you were just recently at the Uverhazi Center. Was it your first time there? It was not. In fact, I've been there quite a few times. I am a big aviation nut, just like Micah was just saying. Uh, but a lot of things have changed at the Uverhazi Center since I was a kid. Um, for one thing, they've changed out the... Uh, the space shuttle is actually now the Discovery. Um, back when I first joined, uh, it was not. They, I think they just changed it out a few years ago. So it was neat to see uh, what to most people wouldn't have seemed like a significant change was for people who are interested in the aerospace industry and seeing kind of what changes are happening. But it's in fantastic condition. In fact, it's probably the best condition of any of the space shuttles. So always a highlight to see. Plus SR-71, many historical aircraft, the Enola Gay. Definitely worth a visit if you're anywhere near the area, especially if you're visiting D.C. It's probably about an hour drive out from the D.C. metro area. But if you're flying into uh, Dulles, it's it's pretty close by. In fact, if you're driving into the Udvar-Hazi parking lot, there's a good chance that a plane might land right over your head. So you get a great chance to see the underbelly uh, of some of the larger aircraft, Boeing, Airbus, so on and so forth. So, Luke, the other thing that you told me about that I'm just thrilled and I wish I were going with you, you're planning an aviation and World War II kind of journey to the U.K. and Europe. Who are you going with? And tell us a little bit about what your plans are and when you're going. Yeah, so I'm going with a few friends, uh, guys named Bryce, Zach, and Alex. And Alex is actually from the U.K. Uh, the three of us, uh, the four of us, have a huge interest in aviation, uh, also in vehicles and military history. Uh, last time we were at Udvarhazi, which I guess was about a couple months ago, we were actually there the day that the Oppenheimer movie was opening in IMAX, and most of the people that were at the hangar were actually there to see the movie. Um, for me, uh, the, one of the biggest highlights, and actually what we spent most of our time doing, was viewing the different historical aircraft, especially from the World War One and World War II era. Um, so we were the kind of people that stand in front of one aircraft and talk for 25 minutes about its history and features and so on and so forth. Um, but we spent a lot of time, especially looking at some of the experimental aircraft from World War II, especially German aircraft. Uh, they had some very interesting features and innovations um, from about the mid-1930s up till 1945. Some of the aircraft that were developed were actually never used um, that are there on display now, and some are also continue to be in restoration. Uh, the Enola Gay is obviously a huge highlight of World War II history. Um, but our focus was mainly on aircraft that were a little less well-known, um, especially German military aircraft. For our trip, we were planning on visiting the United Kingdom and then traveling over into the mainland. Um, yes, doing a World War II focus. Uh, we plan on seeing uh, the the war, Churchill War Rooms, I believe they're called. Uh, there's a, a movie called The Darkest Hour, which I highly recommend to all your listeners if they want to get a great piece of World War II history. Um, but we're visiting the Imperial War Museum. Uh, trying to get a chance to see the tank museum over there as well. I don't know if we have time. Uh, and then since all vehicles are exciting to us, we will try to take the train through the Swiss Alps uh, and then stopping at different locations, historical locations along the way. Just uh, obviously we're not going to be flying the whole time, uh, but we can't wait to see some of the highlights. So when are you going? When's the trip scheduled for? So this will be the end of December. Thankfully, Costco has allowed me the time off. Uh, to be able to take a trip like this. Uh, it's a great company to work for. 
Um, and we probably will be using some Costco travel benefits to book it. That sounds great. I wish I were going with you. It sounds like a wonderful trip. And you know what? You're going to have to write into the podcast and give us a report of what happened when you came back. And maybe we can do another interview because I want to hear all about that trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. Luke, thanks so much for joining us here in the podcast. It's great to meet you. And boy, am I glad I signed up for Costco today. Yeah, we're excited to have you, Micah. Thanks so much. All right. That's the episode. We'll return to our usual format next week. You can find us at airplanegeeks.com. The direct link to the show notes for this episode is airplanegeeks.com slash 771. Our email address is thegeeks at airplanegeeks.com. If you'd like to get an invitation to our Slack listener team or our Discord server, write to us at thegeeks at airplanegeeks.com, and we'll tell you how to get in. So please join us next week as we talk aviation on the Airplane Geeks podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.